episode of Good Talks with Shay Good. I am your host and creator. And I have a special guest today, Miss Danny Parks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. All right, so Danny Parks, like I, I just said before we even started recording, I had never heard of her before. But now I've did my homework on her. I am upset that I'm just now meeting you. Oh, me too. Because you do so <laughs> much, you do so much good mm-hmm. like seriously like i read your um website and it was like you're a veteran and you are a businesswoman and you're an author and i'm just like dang you why haven't we crossed paths but now that i have met you now yes. we're gonna get a really yeah. acquainted <laughs> um so this episode is titled mental health check with danny parks mm-hmm. because i found out that you are a mental health advocate yes so tell me how that got started That got started really with my own mental health issues. Um, I do have a history of depression, suicidal attempts, and ideation, as well as a bipolar disorder. Mm. So with that, it's like you. a lot of people are suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost just like breaking that bias by not being silent about what's going on, what type of struggles people go through, and all of that. Because it is something, I mean, whether you're depressed or you're suicidal or you got a diagnosis like mine, it all needs to be put out there because there are certain um, stigmas that come with each one. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times when it comes to mental health, um, I feel like now, well, I would say in the last... Five to seven years, people are talking about it more. Mm-hmm. Because when we were younger, we didn't talk about mental health. Oh, yeah, no. We didn't mm-hmm. talk about self-care. We didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm pretty sure our parents or I don't even think our grandparents did it. Probably I, my, our parents. I remember my mom used to go on trips mm-hmm. where she would take days to herself. But they didn't call it self-care. It just was a day without the kids. Right. But now it's like this new rave of self-care Sundays Mm -hmm. or you need to have a self-care day without the kids and now more people are taking it serious oh yeah and a lot of times when we talk about mental health I know I've had my battles um but transparency Mm -hmm. being able to talk about it instead of being ashamed how did you get to a point where you were like okay I'm I'm okay with sharing Mm -hmm. about my bipolarness and things like that Well, it started when when I was in Iraq, I actually had a breakdown. Mm -hmm. And so, well, actually, Kuwait, because we were on our way to Iraq, but Kuwait. And I had a breakdown. And then when I got back to Launchstool, which is where they medevac people, so it doesn't matter if it's a mental health issue or you got injured actually in the war, um, everyone was medevac to Launchstool first. That would always be your first stop. And so when I got there... Um, I have a hit. I have a a background in psychology. Okay. So I know what's supposed to happen, what type of wraparound care you're supposed to get, and that just wasn't happening. The first thing that the psychologist told me was, "Okay, we're." He was like, "I'm gonna go ahead and recommend you get discharged," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I mean, it just snapped me back to reality. I was like, I was like. I was like, so here I am telling you that I'm depressed, right. I'm suicidal, and the first thing you say 
is we're okay, we're going to go ahead and discharge you out. Regardless if you discharge me out now, I'm still going to have these issues. So when am I supposed to get help? Right. And so I was able to talk myself into a care plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He should have came up. I was like, I was like, how about we do this? Um, I do outpatient for about six weeks, some therapy. Mm -hmm. We can do some meds. Like I'm telling him this. Right. And so that's what we did. And then the, um, the commander who was over the liaison team, she found out that I worked with one of the key offices back in Iraq. Mm, okay. And so she actually gave me special orders to come work with her at Launchstool. So when I got to Launchstool um, as staff, I decided to make it my mission. Before I left the hospital for the day, I would go up to the psych ward and talk to those soldiers mm-hmm. um, about their options because no one was giving them options. They, any soldier who came back, back in that day, back in that time, if you had a mental health issue, Mm -hmm. you're automatically discharged out. And these were like career soldiers, 20 year soldiers, 15 year soldiers who just got stressed out. And it's normal to get stressed out when you're in a war environment. Mm -hmm. That's just stressful in itself. Um, And so I would talk to them like, Hey, this is what, this is what you can do. Right. You know, the doctor's recommendation is just the recommendation. It's not the final say. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You can do that. And that's how I got started in advocacy for mental health wellness. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's now saying what you say. I have so many um, friends that are veterans that was in mm-hmm. the military that have mental issues. And I don't know if they seek the proper help Mm -hmm. because they know they have the issue right but they don't do therapy or they don't reach out to people and talk about it as Mm -hmm. much and I think maybe because they semi have it controlled Mm -hmm. but it's like when they have those breakdowns right you know a lot of times when people have breakdowns they kind of like disappear right they kind of like you know be like oh yeah I'm okay but you're really not okay because I haven't heard from you in two weeks Mm -hmm. but it's like how do you communicate to people to say, hey, it's okay to get help? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the biggest thing. People are afraid yeah. to get help. They're afraid of what other people are going to say about them um, or, you know, say or think or treat them. Maybe you're going to treat them differently, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, walking on eggshells around them. And I'm just not that person. Like, even if you come to me and you say, hey, Danny. Um, I'm suicidal. Like, I'm not going to pillow talk with you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why do you want to kill yourself? (laughs) You know, I'm just like straight up because it's serious. Like, you shouldn't, um, you should be very direct with people, even if they're just depressed. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? Are you depressed? Right. You know, and some people, like, when you lead them into the conversation like that, they may say, yeah, you know, or they may not say it at first. Just that's just my experience. But the more you talk about it to let them know that you're a safe space, then they'll start to open up more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just need someone to listen to them and not judge them, you know, mm-hmm. because we're not saying, girl, you don't need to be stressed about that. But they are stressed. Right. And I'm going to validate your feelings because this is where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a lot of veterans don't know um, the VA hospital actually has really good therapists there mm-hmm. and also psychiatrists there. So if you need medicine, get on medicine. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're going to be on it forever. But right. if you need it to help you cope with your emotions, then do that. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Hopefully my friends are listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, go to the VA. I mean, yeah, go to the VA if you're a veteran. Go mm. see a therapist if you're not. A lot of therapists, um, they want people to come see them, of course. Always ask for a sliding scale. Because that's the one other thing. People don't go get therapy because it costs a lot. Right. But, I mean, you got to think about $120. That's like your nails. Yeah. Especially these. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nails plus the tip. You run about $190. So, yeah. I mean, you just got to, you know, make, you have to put your priorities in order. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think of the stigma that black people don't go to therapy? I think we definitely see that in our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, our generation, we're more mindful, we're more woke, like, like, uh-uh, I'm taking this st- a stress day. When I was in the military, actually, when I was in basic training, they started implementing stress cards. Mm. It wasn't at the base I was at. My base, that I they was like, yeah, no, we don't do stress cards. You can do some push-ups, though. <laughs> you, you can run around this if you stress. As a matter of fact, everybody get down. <laughs> we doing push-ups right now. But I know, like, in Jackson, Fort Jackson, they started the stress card. So if you were having some type of mental health issues, you can pull your little stress card. And I don't know what they do, but um, it start, it starts off slowly with black people. I think we're getting more used to the idea. We're making those conversations more uh, current and more often. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, not just have the conversation, but also the action behind it. So if me and you are talking about our mental health issues, mm-hmm. the next step should be, you know, Hey, I'm I'm gonna go get therapy because right. I was telling my friends like, oh yeah, girl, you know, I went and got some therapy, and you know, life is so much better. And then suddenly, like, they're asking, "Hey, who was your therapist? Right? Can I get their number?" Mm-hmm. Like, sure, here you go. That's so, good. Yeah, I some more. I think more often now that people are seeing that it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna be shamed or shunned for going to therapy because a lot of people don't want to go to therapy because I remember when I first, first, first started therapy, I remember mm-hmm. I told one of my friends, I was like, girl, I had a great therapy session today. Mm-hmm. And she was like, girl, what you going to therapy for? You ain't got no problems. I was like, yes, I do. Right. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do have problems. And she was mm-hmm. like, what kind of problems you have? I said, I may not have your kind of problems. Right. And I think a lot of times people see you and they think oh you know she don't have no problems Mm -hmm. she don't have no money problems she good she got this together that together but everyone has their own set of problems rather Mm -hmm. than mental issues rather a lot of people aren't even really emotionally stable right which is a whole nother issue Mm -hmm. but people look from the outside looking in and say girl why you need therapy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a that's a part of why people don't go to therapy because they don't mm-hmm. want their friends to be like, what you need therapy for? Mm-hmm. And it really shouldn't even be a question. If right. I tell you I go to therapy, don't ask me why I need therapy. <laughs> I need it because I need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, no, that's really great that you do that. So how do people get in touch with you if they wanted to have a therapy session with you? So I don't personally do therapy, um, but I can always give them resources. Gotcha. So even um, I know we have the National Suicide Line, but it's not just for people who are thinking about suicide. It's for substance abuse, um, 
If you are suffering with any type of mental illness, you mm-hmm. can call this number. Um, and then also, I can't remember the number just off the top of my head. We're going to drop it. We're going to have to drop it before before we get off. We're yeah, going gonna to find but, a number. Yes. Um, there is a text crisis line. So that's 741741. And what I like about that is that you can text them. And you just text hello to them and they'll say, hey, a crisis counselor will answer and you can have a text conversation if you're comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in July, July 16th, that 1-800 number for the national hotline is actually going to change to 988. Mm-hmm. So that way you can you call 988 if you're having a mental health substance, substance abuse crisis versus 911. 988 transfers you straight to a mental health crisis counselor gotcha. versus sending police out, you know? <laughs> right. Cause you call 911 and hang up. They still coming. Yeah. Or if you're having some type of, I don't know if you're schizophrenic or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the police are arresting you most of the time. Yeah. When they really need a counselor or a social worker. You know, I seen a story. It was a few years back. Um, it was this guy who was schizophrenic and the police came out to arrest him and they didn't know how to really deal with him. Mm hmm. And I remember when the story came out, a lot of people was like, they should have called like some type of, you know, medical ward mm-hmm. or something like that. And the police dealt with the 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 situation the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Not to bash the police, you know. I like the police. Oh, yeah. But still, a lot of times in those situations, I think that the police need to be either properly trained or mm-hmm. have someone to accompany them on those type of calls. So I'm glad 988 will be right, available July 16th. So make sure y'all use that. All right. So mental health, um, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's becoming more relevant. And I know you talked about suicide awareness. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with T.I. Daughter. She made a post a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and on her post, she was addressing. She was like, I'm not here to, you know, get empathy or anybody to tell me what I should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But she basically told everybody that she did try to harm herself a few times. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, don't ask me why. Just know that if you are one of those people, I'm here to say that you're not by yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to suicide, it's been in the public with schools lately. Mm, yes. And I think, was it Grovetown? Mm-hmm. It was Grovetown. Grovetown, where the, the two students committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. What do you say to your child that probably attends the school that, mm-hmm. that happens at? You know, I just ask her, like, did you know the person? How did they act? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you notice anything different? And um, usually, like, my daughter, she actually goes to Grovetown. Oh, okay. And she was telling me there really wasn't anything out the normal Mm -hmm. with this particular student. So Mm -hmm. she was always nice, um, helpful. So it wasn't, like walking around like doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was because my my depression and suicidal attempts started when I was in seventh grade. But you would never know because I was still, I still had good grades. Mm-hmm. I was still doing all my extracurricular activities. Um, I was in a band. I mean, I was just still doing everything. When I got ninth grade, I got a job. Mm-hmm. But still, 
trying to commit suicide, you know, still being very depressed. When I was in the military, same thing, you know, went to work, did my PT, got Mm -hmm. good scores on my PT, go to my barracks. Okay, what can I do? You know, let me let me see what mixture of pills can can I do? So you really have to ask people questions. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't just go off of what you see in front of you because I could be smiling, laughing with you. Back in the day, now I'm like very vocal, but <laughs> I could be smiling, laughing with you. But in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so what am I going to do today? Because last time that didn't work. So I'm going to do like literally these are right. the thoughts that people who are having that suicidal ideation. That's the thoughts that they have. Mm-hmm. So like with this young girl, like my daughter said, like she was always helpful, mm-hmm. always nice. Um, nothing out the norm. Mm-hmm. So. I remember when the story hit, um, I'm a teacher, and a lot of teachers was just like, I couldn't imagine. Because a lot of times, we joke as teachers, but it's like, we spend more time with Mm -hmm. people, kids, than they spend at home. Right. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, because I know as we were talking, it's like, how could I miss that? You Mm -hmm. know, like, you know, this child sits in front of me every day. How -hmm. could I not have known? And just like you said... You know, she was normal. It wasn't anything that would have triggered you to think, okay, something is wrong. I need to contact the parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in a situation, it was unfortunate because it's like, what could I have done mm-hmm. to prevent it? Right. And I know a lot of times with suicide, um, if they're an adult, they may leave a note or they may mm-hmm. leave some type of, you know, letter saying this is why I did it or don't feel bad. You know, this is what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But how can people maybe talk a person now if they do say, I'm having suicidal thoughts? Mm-hmm. Do they just say, oh, you need to get help? Or mm-hmm. like what type of, you know, like support could I give a friend if they tell me that they're having suicidal thoughts? The support is more just like I said about just li- being there for them to talk if they want to talk. If they don't want to talk, then just be there, especially what I've learned is most people who verbalize they're going to commit suicide, that's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Like, they want help. The ones who don't, then that's where it's like, okay, they're probably really going to do this. Because mm-hmm. they don't want help. Mm-hmm. They don't want anyone to stop them because their mind's already set on doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important that you just ask people, like, how are you doing today? Right. And, you know, just, you know, we get into this... Um, we're comfortable with asking people, hey, how you doing? And we, But we keep walking. <laughs> you know, we do that every single day. And I'm just like, stop. If you ask somebody, if you're going to ask somebody how they're doing, mm-hmm. make time in, within your day in that moment, really, to stop and let them talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because they may say, and you're going to surprise them when you actually stop. Hey, how you doing? They're like, oh, well, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing good. You know, they're awkward situation. Like you really stop right. to hear my, my comment. So, and what I do is like, if someone doesn't say good, um, then I'm asking, okay, what's going on? So if they say, Oh, it's okay. Uh, you know, God is good. You know, <laughs> I'm still here taking it day by day. I would, Oh, so what's going on? Right. And that's my next question. Mm-hmm. And if they do say good, but you're looking at their body language and it says something different, Mm -hmm. then I always ask different questions, more prying questions. Okay, now you got me thinking, Shay, do you actually stop and hear how their day is going? 
I do that a lot in past, and I always yeah. be like, hey, how you doing? But I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, all right then. Yeah, and I, I do the same thing, um, but I always, I was like, hey, if you don't got time to stop, just say hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey. I Look, I'm 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 a change. I'm a change the way I talk to people. Now, I'm, hey, hey there. Like my um, uncle used to say, "Hey there, how yeah. you doing? Keep on moving." Right. All right. So, um, I know we said that you're a parent. How many kids do you have? Just one. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Listen, um, it's a struggle. You know, mm-hmm. um, I had one, and I was on the one and done team, and then you know I had a little. Little surprise. Oh, he'll, okay. he'll be one next month. Aww. But you know, I, I am I am glad that I had him. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. It's it's a it's a a, a struggle a little bit because yeah. it's like you get to a point where you're like, Oh yeah, I only got one kid. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And that child has, you know, grown to the stage where it's like they're self sufficient. Mm-hmm. They don't need anything. All I have to do is make sure they up right on time for school. That's mm-hmm. it. And now you got this little one was like, hey, I got to change this butt, get them dressed, exactly. fix the bottle before I can even walk out the door. Let me let me show you how to mix this bottle real quick. <laughs> Listen, we down to the point where he can hold it. So that's mm-hmm. that's enough for me right oh, now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah I'll be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we talked about self-care being a new trend. Mm-hmm. What does your self-care look like? Do you have a regiment? Do you have a oh, day? Yeah. Is my it? days are like every single day. Like it used to be like Self-care? once. Yes, it used to be like once a day or once a week. Um, it started off because um, I was just getting so overwhelmed, and I went to talk to my pastor, and it was it was so funny because I was in there because I had because I'm a minister as well. And Let me write that down. <laughs> Look, adding to your resume. Okay. And so it was like one month or two months, I just stopped going to church. I was just so burnt out and mm-hmm. overwhelmed with everything. And so when I came back, I was like, hey, I need to talk with you. And he was like, okay. And then we made a list. He was like, make a list of everything that you're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. What's on your plate? And before I had actually went to see him in those months, I was like getting myself together, you know, taking things off my plate mm-hmm. because I was very overwhelmed. And when I gave him the list, he was like, Okay. He was like, so let's condense this. I was like, well, that that's the condensed list. He right. Like, no, no. And then he was the one who put the idea in my head. Where's your self-care day? Okay. I was like, you know, in, in between mm-hmm. all of this. And he was like, no, you need to actually schedule a day for self-care. It doesn't include your child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you doing you, getting to know yourself. Right. And then it just went, it just graduated from that. So, um, I love taking baths. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I also love doing, I love getting foot massages. Not full body, but that's mm-hmm. my thing. I just absolutely love it. Um, I read, I meditate, I do silent meditation. So I try to do one of those things mm-hmm. every single day. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. I need to I, I need to talk to your pastor. I, I need mm-hmm. to condense my list. <laughs> <sighs> I swear, I, I try to get in a self-care day. Mm-hmm. Maybe once a week or once every other weekend. Because mm-hmm. my son goes with his dad every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So normally that's my weekend to self-care. Yeah. But it's like, I, I feel like I'm, it's always something. Oh, no, you got to put it off. It's Whatever that something. something is, you have to you have to stay consistent with your self-care. Okay. So if you say, 
okay, I'm going to do it once a month because you know you can take care of everything else and that day, so that day nothing goes on but self-care. If your self-care is only a few hours, Mm -hmm. then let it be a few hours. If it's going to be the whole day, then let it be that. And sometimes you got to wing yourself into it because we're – we're used to being busy mm-hmm. and taking care of everyone and doing everything. So if you say, okay, my self-care day includes me. It doesn't include getting your hair done. Because right. <laughs> that's almost like, that feels like a chore. Like after you get your hair done, you running to go do yeah, right. some other errands. So it could be, you know, okay, I'm going to go um, get a, nail a shop. pedicure okay. or a nail shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, just something for you. Okay. If you like walking through the grocery store, do that. I mean, I like bike riding. I, now, I, I did go. I went bike riding mm-hmm. last Sunday, and it was so nice. Right, it was really nice outside. I got mm-hmm. up really early. I think I went like nine mm-hmm. and rode bikes for maybe like two hours. It was so nice. I felt oh, yeah. so good afterwards. That is nice. So yeah, now that the springtime, summertime is is coming, I think that's gonna be my new thing to do on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's nice. Savannah Rapids. So if y'all want to bike ride. Y'all go ahead and go out there. Bike rentals is $20. Right. We used to do that, too. I need to start getting back into that. Um, I used to do something real. I, I like to people watch. So I would. Listen, expound on that. I would go. You know how you just sitting down, you're just watching people. And you're not even. You're just watching them. Like, if you ever go to, like, Riverwatch or. Like, I used to do it at the laundromat. So I didn't have a washer and dryer. <laughs> In my house for a long time because Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like buying one. But I found, like, peace going to the laundromat, having my clothes washed. And I would just sit there and just be like, and just laughing at people's, (laughs) like, nuances and how they're they're looking, you know, in their quiet time. And Mm -hmm. just, I was just like, it's very interesting. Like, I would bring stuff to work on, but I was like, this is... Okay, just people watching. People watching. Yeah, like bird watching. Okay. <laughs> you just Look. sitting there quiet, just mm-hmm. enjoying the scenery. Um, it's like if you were going to the park. So if you go to the park and you're sitting there, what are you doing? People watching. Yeah. You're not watching. Unless Look, you're into birds. Now, you know? now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I think I do that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I've never like put a title on like yeah I'm sitting here people watching. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes you you're you know idle like mm-hmm. doctor's office. Right. Like we went to the doctor's the other day and um uh, it was this guy and his daughter was just giving him a hard time and I was like mm-hmm. you just watch. <laughs> it'll be funny sometimes like people um and I'm sure I've been peopled watch. <laughs> been watched. But it's just funny cuz you like see people like um, just how they're acting, how they're moving. Mm-hmm. And even if they're by themselves, you know, they're just doing something quirky or whatever. But it's just, look, it's funny to me. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's how they're handling that kid. Yeah, I would whoop him if he was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd be thinking in your mind, like, should I just go up to his parents and be like, do you need me to handle this? Right. Because I will. <laughs> he need a good whooping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do that at school a lot. Mm-hmm. I be watching teachers. They coming down the hall, and I'd be like, Mm-mm, my class would never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she don't have good classroom management. Um, but, yeah, now nah, people watching, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch, I'm going to have people that be like, oh, yeah, I be people watching, too. I'm right. Like, oh, okay. All right. So everybody doing it except me. <laughs> You're not alone. Okay? Right. You're not alone. All right, so we talked about self-care. Now, you do a really dope event called 
Princess Pearls and Puberty Party. Mm-hmm. What's the background of that? So How did the, it get started? That got started, actually, she's the um, co-founder as well. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like, with your girls, how they like to be like mom and walk around, mom, I got this, like mm. you, and, you know. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm looking more like you. And so, one day, she came in my room and was like, I got, I'm starting to develop like you, mom. And I'm like, girl, whatever. Like, she's been saying it for so long. It's mm-hmm. just like... And then I just looked up and I saw her little mosquito bites. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I cried. I was like, what's <laughs> going on? And when did this happen? And I was just like, okay, okay, what am I supposed to do? Where do I go get some training bras from? Mm-hmm. I just didn't know anything because then I realized my mom never talked to me about puberty. Um, when it came to periods, I don't remember having that talk with my mom. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm sure she brought me pads, but really I can't figure out like where they came from. Did I sneak them out her bathroom or did Mm -hmm. she give me a pad? Like there was no formal talk about it. Okay, you're you're coming into your womanhood. Here you go. Here's your bra. Mm -hmm. Go and be great. So didn't have that talk. So I wanted to be more educated, um, you know, explaining to her what was going on in her body. So it started with me just um, talking to her, and then I put a post out. I was like, hey, who wants to have a puberty party with me? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, I want to have a party. I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. That's literally how it happened. Okay, okay. Um, and then 100 girls registered, and then 80 of them showed up. And oh, so wow. it was it was like on and popping ever since then. Okay. So we've been in the game for five years now. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. Um, it's funny that you said... That your mom didn't, because I'm sitting here thinking, like, how did I find out? But, you know, I actually, Vacation Bible School, mm-hmm. we used to do that all the time when we were younger. They don't do it like the, like the old school people used to do it. But mm-hmm. Vacation Bible School, I remember it was a lady there, and she got all the girls together. And she was like, okay, periods about, you know, pads and, mm-hmm. you know, how you wrap it to throw it away and oh, things good. like that. And my mom, I'm pretty sure she explained it a little bit, mm-hmm. but... It was a lot of it was a lot of hit and miss. It mm-hmm. was a lot of okay tampons. Can I use them? You know, mm-hmm. I'm still a virgin. <laughs> Can I? You know, yeah. is it okay? It was a lot of things that I got from my friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you have to realize back in the day, now before we started talking to our children, mm-hmm. it was certain things you didn't want to ask your mom because right. you wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. You didn't know how she was gonna react, and I knew tampons. I was like, she probably gonna say, you don't need to put nothing up there. Right. So I remember I asked my friend, I was like, how do I use tampon? She was like, oh, you just stick it up. And I was like, okay. And she, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I had a tampon. She gave me a tampon. I went in the bathroom. I got myself sticking it up. I was I was in so much pain. I'm like, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. She was like, did you take it apart? I'm like, no, I didn't know that part. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I went home. I told my mom, she's like, What's going on? I'm like, it's a tampon. She's like, did you take it apart? I'm like, no, I didn't know that part. Mm-hmm. And I remember she said, now she's like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't be using tampons. Mm-hmm. This is why you shouldn't be using tampons. You should only use pads. And I'm like, well, I was told that tampons are better because like I ran track and did yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when she was like, 
I'm just gonna take you to the doctor. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna take you to the doctor and let the doctor talk to you about it. Right. But <laughs> now that you actually have this mm-hmm. and it's okay for little girls to come and talk to their parents about it, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like an upgrade with time. Yes, because it all it all goes back to how our parents were raised. Right. And now I believe like with our generation, we're more like okay, I'm going to do things a lot different than what my parents did. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to hug more. My, I'm going to hug my kids more. I'm mm-hmm. going to say I love you more. And I'm going to explain some things to them that wasn't explained to me. And when it comes to the whole puberty and period, it's not just our culture. It's a lot. I've talked to so many women from different cultures, mm-hmm. and our stories are all the same. Wow. Never got that talk, or it was taboo to talk about this, one lady told me she was Italian. She said, oh, yeah, when I started mine and I told my mom, she slapped me because I guess her dad was an earshot of it. Mm. And it was something you just don't do in the family. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a lot. We all have the same story. And one of the things I like about our party is that we're giving girls a voice. There's mm. too many times where we as women, we endure these um, certain type of pains that mm-hmm. we go through, especially, you know, gynecological pains. Mm-hmm. And people say it's normal. Right. It's like, no, it's not normal until the doctor checks off mm-hmm. and says that's that's normal for your body. Right. So um, so now our girls don't have to go through 10, 17 years mm-hmm. of pain just to find out, oh, those were fibroids or something, you know, other than yeah. that. So. Hmm, fibroids. You know what? I found out I had fibroids. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even really heard about fibroids. Mm-hmm. And and I and I'm glad that I did because when I found when I found out I was pregnant, I went to the doctor and she was like, Oh, you have about seven or eight fibroids. I was like, What? Am I dying? <laughs> and she was like, Well, no, the you know, the the, the where they were set up, it didn't mm-hmm. really affect my baby. Yeah. But I had never heard about fibroids ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and, explains the pain, maybe some pains you've had before. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so now after doing research, I have seen where women have had to get fibroids taken out mm-hmm. to lessen pain. Right. Or they were bleeding constantly for months at a time to find out that they had fibroids. Mm-hmm. But it all goes down to things that wasn't talked about right. when we were younger. Um, I know my daughter, uh, when she started hers, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, okay, you all right? Mm -hmm. You know, and we talked about it and I gave her her little personal bag to Mm -hmm. keep on her, you know, at all times. Mm -hmm. We talked about how to, you know, address it when she's in school and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like I didn't do a, a good job. I feel like I didn't do a good job because when it came on the second month, Mm-hmm. she wasn't as prepared as I wanted her to be. And I'm like, didn't I tell you that? And she's like, no, you didn't. I was like, okay, <laughs> come back. Let's 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 talk about it again yeah. because clearly I missed some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like with my students, this is my first year teaching fourth grade mm-hmm. and pretty much all of my girls have it. Oh, yeah. And I remember the first time a little girl was like, Miss Gay, you got to pay. I was like, pay for what? And she was like, I'm not going to be messing up these pads. Right. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I passed for it. She was like, that's not period game. I was like, all right. 
And I had to realize every little girl, it happens at different times. Mm-hmm. For example, I didn't get mine to like 12. Mm-hmm. But my daughter got hers at 10. Oh, wow. And yeah. then I had a friend and her daughter got hers at 8. Mm-hmm. And I'm and like. And earlier and earlier. Okay. Like, so I gave her the pad, but now I'm having to constantly keep pads in my classroom mm-hmm. where before I'm like, okay, this is my personal little yeah, stash. This is my stash. Now yeah. I got a supply. I, I didn't sign up for this. But here's the thing. Um, Congress, as far as Georgia's concerned, they gave about 1.7, I would say million, either a million or a billion dollars to the school systems here in Georgia. So the nurse at your school or the principal can request those funds specifically for pads. Oh, I need to, I'm having a conversation tomorrow. Oh yeah. Because in a lot of the, the principals and the nurses, they don't know. Mm. So they've been buying these out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you, you're buying these pads out of pocket. Right. When they can be, when you can use those funds to purchase for the entire school, Mm. giving them out to each teacher. Cause it does get expensive. Right. What, how many students you got in your class? 75. 75. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, we're departmentalized. Yeah, so, so 75. Um, maybe about 40 of them are girls. Yeah, so that's like a lot of pads. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I, I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to ask the school nurse about that because I always try to make sure they have, like, I always try to keep wipes. Mm-hmm. I always try to keep pads. I try to make sure I have, like, undies and things like that. Now, we do mm-hmm. have, like, a school closet where I get those from, yeah. like, the school, like, the undies and stuff like that. But I try to just make sure my girls are prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them, I'm familiar with what time it comes on. So I'm like, okay, the 13th, mm-hmm. you know, it's next week. Right. Make sure you're ready. <laughs> you know, make sure you have extra pants or mm-hmm. something of that nature or try to jump ahead of the game and go ahead and start wearing like a panty liner the day before. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them, it'll come on, they'll be like, oh, Miss Gail, I need to go home. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, go home for what? Oh, it came on. I'm like, but you knew it was coming on. Right. Like it. <laughs> but some of the girls, like with my daughter, um, even with the apps and the calendars, they just, they just forget, mom, I need some more pads. Well, when did you know you need a pass? <laughs> the last time when you ran out right. at the end, you realized you, I was like, what's going on here? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the puberty party, um, when is the next one? The next one um, is actually coming up. It's March 26th. Okay. And then after that, we are starting to implement different things this year to mm-hmm. keep the girls informed throughout the year. So mm-hmm. we'll have that whole calendar up. And let people know as long as you're following our page or going to our website. So, okay. So I talked with some of my teachers today and I was like, I talked with some of my teachers today Mm -hmm. and I said that I wanted to make the parents aware of your party. Mm -hmm. Now, is it like a certain amount? Is it like a cutoff or is it? There is a cutoff because we want to make sure there's not too many girls there Mm -hmm. just so we can observe, you know, so good social distancing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's about 80 girls. I think we have last time I checked, it was like 35. So if they want to register their daughters, they can, and it's free. The whole thing is free. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing about Augusta, people don't know, like there are women and girls who do experience period poverty, meaning they don't have enough money to buy pads. You Mm -hmm. and I know it's, pads are very expensive nowadays. 
um, or they some of them don't have running water. And th- these are stories I've been getting from counselors. Mm. Some of the girls miss school because they don't have pads. They don't know how to um, effectively take care of their periods when they're mm-hmm. on it. So they stay at home. Right. Or they're rolling up tissue because maybe they didn't know how to talk to their mom about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we give away pads at the at the party. If you don't need it, maybe somebody in your family needs it. Right. So. That's really good. Yeah, I'm going to um, pass along that information mm-hmm. and just let my parents know that it's something that needs to be talked about. I know a lot mm-hmm. of times uh, as parents, some parents um, feel like they don't want to talk about it or they don't mm-hmm. want to address it. But it needs to be talked about more because the more little girls are aware of their body, the better mm-hmm. they are, the yeah. better off they are, because Going through puberty, you know, your hormones starts changing. You start mm-hmm. liking whichever sex you like nowadays. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right. which sex you like, boo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because um, my daughter had a little experiment where she was like, you know, I like girls. And I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's like nowadays everything is accessible mm-hmm. i'll say that you have tiktok you have all these right. different apps where it's i'm not gonna say it's it's normal but mm-hmm. it's more accepted nowadays yeah. so it's kind of like if you choose to like girls that's mm-hmm. okay if you choose to like boys and you know it's interesting because um daniel counts well money mo he made mm-hmm. a status yesterday he said it's funny how women are okay with having gay friends, mm-hmm. but not gay children. Oh, that's good. And that's I said, oh. Yeah. What do you think about that comment, though? I think that's true. Like, we're okay with it as long as it's not in our house. Mm. Like, do you? But then when it comes to your house, it's like, how do you deal with it? Right. So, I mean, some parents don't deal with it well. I've talked to plenty of like college students and just um other like adolescent kids and you know they're having well I don't know how to tell my mom or mm-hmm. you know or whatever not especially if they're young mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to break it down to them like you know just because you and this person have a lot in common right it doesn't mean you like boys or right. you like girls just y'all have a lot in common now mm-hmm. when you get a little bit older and you know for sure, mm-hmm. then that's that's you. You're going to have to deal with your parents, how to talk to your parents. But, I mean, I don't – I just don't see how some parents just, like, you know, throw their kids to the side because of that. It's just, you know, I, I ain't going to lie. I had to check myself with my mm-hmm. daughter because when we first found out, of course, you know, you search your kid's phone. I searched mm-hmm. her phone. I found out. I called Dad, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, what we going to do? So he was like, well, you need to tell her she going to hell. And I'm like, what? <laughs> See, he's the parent that kind of goes from zero to ten, yeah. and I'm trying to calm him down like, mm-hmm. you can't say that. Right. Um, But we, at first, we was like, okay, that's not right. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, I had a conversation, and I'm like, listen, if this is what you like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you're too young to make a final decision saying that this is the way you're going to be for the rest of right. your life. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is curious at times. I've had my moment. Mm-hmm. But 
like I told her, it's not okay for you to be in fifth mm-hmm. grade saying, um, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, I understand. I said, because next week you might like a boy. Right. And then <laughs> the following week you might like a girl. So she was like, well, that's bisexual. I'm like, but you're not even having sex. So <laughs> it's really you just being curious. Yeah. And you just need to focus on the books right now. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll worry about the rest <laughs> of it later. So she was like, okay, so you're not saying that I can't be gay. I'm like, I'm saying <laughs> that we need to focus on the books right, right now. And we'll have a conversation maybe in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And now that she's going to middle school, my friends are like, well, when they get into middle school, they really get, you know, out, you know, outrageous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we'll have another conversation. Yeah, just make sure, just focus on the books. Right. And, but yeah, it's a it's a weird conversation because you're just like, okay, now how do I do? It takes you off guard. Like, what did right. I do wrong? It's like you didn't do anything wrong. It's just like you said, like they're curious. One day mm-hmm. you think you like a girl because she's pretty. Next day. You're liking a boy because he cute. It's right. just like, just stop because you're confusing me. Right. And focus on just, the books. Yeah. <laughs> F- focus on the books. Listen, we had a student that said she was, what is it? She said she was non-gender fluid. Yeah, fluid. Yeah. And when. <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, so. Right. That means you like boys and girls so that makes you bisexual yeah but i think it's a little bit more to it i think Mm -hmm. it's it's i don't know i don't know i'm gonna have to have there must be something more to it but that's just what i would think it's bisexual but i think it's kind of like you don't categorize yourself as kind of like i guess like i'm a girl or I I don't know I don't know I don't want to I don't want to say the wrong someone thing. Someone want to stand out more than. But fluid is a new is a new thing where yeah. I, 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 I need to that. get I'm, I'm gonna have somebody that's fluid or that's something similar. That's fluid and that's fluent in the fluidness. I guess to explain <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Because so I, I can't explain. If you it. are listening and you are categorized as fluid Mm -hmm. please educate me because i really don't understand the difference because Mm -hmm. bisexual meaning you like both sex right and from my understanding fluid is that you like both but i guess you are more so like open to dating both at the same time maybe that's what it mean i don't know what you telling us what fluid i think it means when they don't claim a gender their pronouns And you know pronouns is yeah. a big thing now. I don't. I just my pronouns Danny or Danielle. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm like, why do we need to explain that? Because it's uh, we live in a world where things are changing. Meaning that if I'm a girl, I can go to a boy, and mm-hmm. if I'm in my transitional stage, mm-hmm. you need to use the pronouns him or he Mm -hmm. and even though i'm still a female but those are the pronouns that i'm transitioning to so those are the ones you need to use Mm -hmm. and you know vice versa if i'm a boy going into a girl Mm -hmm. you need to address me using girl pronouns even though i'm still a man yeah i think that's just being sensitive to where they're at yeah and where they're going yeah that shouldn't be 
to me, just common sense. So if I know you're transitioning, then of course I'm going to call you he or she, you know, Mm -hmm. whichever way you're going. I'm not going to be like, if you're transitioning into a girl, I'm not going to keep calling you he. I'm going to say she just out of being sensitive where you're Mm -hmm. at and respectful. So that's why I was like. Now the pronouns, (laughs) like the in-between pronouns, like the they or, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. don't know how that works. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be educated the next time. Yes. We have a conversation. I'm going to have notes. Yes, okay. So, yeah. so you can educate me, and I will listen to that episode because it's something good, especially with the whole puberty thing, yeah. you know, because those are questions that are going to come up, mm-hmm. especially, like, from parents. So. Right. We'll probably do it for Pride Month. I think Pride Month is, what, September? I think so. Yeah, in Georgia it is. I know most other um i think we're gonna we'll do i'll do a new uh we did i did a pride episode oh, i think it's in october i did a pride episode my first season which mm-hmm. was really good i did it with jamarcus and Shantia. Mm-hmm. but i'll definitely freshen up because things have definitely changed oh, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. since uh that last episode um especially with the l i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it because i don't know the all the letters mm-hmm. um anyway let's move on so <laughs> Princess Pearl's Puberty Party, how do they mm-hmm. register? So you would go to www.p3partyforgirls.com. Okay. And you said you are looking to have 80 girls mm-hmm. and you still have room for? Probably about 50. Okay, so, so 35 have already mm-hmm. registered. Mm-hmm. So we have about 50 left and the mm-hmm. date is March? 26 at 12 o'clock. And the address is there. We'll be at the IBW building um, in their event hall. IBW, where is that located? It's located right on the corner of Reynolds Street. So when you're coming on to Reynolds Street from Riverwatch, mm-hmm. it's right there. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm definitely going to pass on that information. Um, So... You have a quote that says, move in silence, only speak when it's time to say checkmate. Where mm-hmm. you get that quote from? Or is that just a a oh. Danny a Danny Speaks? No, that's not a Danny Speaks. I got that from, I think, just Googling empowerment um, quotes. <laughs> and that just really <laughs> stuck with me because, um, you know, sometimes we talk too much about our plans. Mm-hmm. And then if we're talking too much nothing's getting done. Mm. So do do your work, network with who you need to network and keep moving towards your goal. Mm-hmm. So, and then let people see versus you telling them, you know, oh yeah, I'm a, like if you telling them because you're putting out in the atmosphere and you want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But if you talk too much about your plans, in my opinion, then all you're doing is talking. Right. You need to be actually putting things in place, mm-hmm. um, following up, you know, doing what you have to do for your business versus telling people your dreams. Like, yeah, that's your dreams. But I mean, have you put any action towards Mm -hmm. it? So, you know, a lot of times people get excited and they be like, okay, y'all, I did this Mm -hmm. and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then a month later, you be like, okay, what happened to it? Yeah. I'm going to get this business and two months later. So did you register with the state? (laughs) Well, I mean, Why? (laughs) <laughs> oh, because I was, no, no, this is first things first. Right. So. Now you do, um, is it business branding? 
Mm-hmm. Brand coaching. Brand coaching. Now, how does that work? So brand coaching, I just help people get their brand together first before they start marketing. So you should always make sure you have your brand established, um, meaning what's your what's your personal um, mission statement, what's your brand mission statement, how does your voice look, what's your brand identity, um, what's your niche or target air, uh, target audience? Mm-hmm. You need to get all this together before you your name for your business. Um, I tell people wait, wait a few months, see how it feels like with my um, brow studio. My brow studio went through like two names before I settled with brow culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like get all that together, or you're gonna be wasting money. You're gonna spend all this money in getting your logos together, getting mm-hmm. your colors together. Only for two months to pass. Uh, I don't. I don't really like that. And graphic artists are like, okay, well, we doing a whole new logo, so that's a whole new bill, right? <laughs> so get your brand together first before you start any type of marketing campaign or getting logos or whatever you need to do. Make sure you are comfortable with that. It feels good in your soul, and then you can move forward. Yeah. That's good. Listen, I ain't going to tell you how much money I done spent on the business that I mm-hmm. didn't start. <laughs> I got so a logo. Been there, done that. Yeah. Listen, I had this whole game plan. I was like, okay, it's going to look like this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to print out these cute cards. And I got this and that and that. And then, well, I'm going to say what stopped me is that I was going to launch it like that year for my birthday. It was mm-hmm. 2020. I was like, I'm going to launch it this year for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I got all this stuff ready. I done did a photo shoot for my products and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the line was kind of like uh, body soaps and, you know, soaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it required me to smell. And then my smell got like really funny. Mm-hmm. And then all of the smells made my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't launch this. I'm not yeah. going to be able to make it no more. Right. And I remember my friends was like, you still need to do it. And I'm like, but the smell, like all of the, all of the stuff that I had made literally made my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to throw all this stuff away. No, you don't have to throw it away. And, <laughs> and my friend was like, you're so dumb. You don't waste all this money. And I was like, did you throw it away? No, I ended up like giving it, giving it away what? to people, but I never fully launched it because. Mm-hmm. Can you smell now? Yeah, my, my, my smell so is good now. So you can still launch it. You already got everything in place. You just got to... I feel like I'm too busy now. I feel like if, <laughs> if I, <laughs> I... I literally feel like if I add one more thing to my plate, mm-hmm. my plate going to just fall on the floor. Yeah. Like with being a mom and now having two kids. See, Renaya, she's self-sufficient, so I don't mm-hmm. have to do a lot for her, but Jack... Requires oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, I have to literally <laughs> sit down and feed him dinner. I mm-hmm. have to, you know, make get him ready for bed and stuff like that. So, a lot of times when I get in the bed at night and I'm trying to like work on podcast stuff, mm-hmm. check emails, make sure RTI data is uploaded mm-hmm. and stuff to work on another business. Well, the good thing is that you have that business. So if you ever go back to it, you just literally just gotta launch it. Yeah. So. All the admin stuff is already taken care of. All the admin stuff is done. You just got to make new product because you gave away everything yeah. else. I was like, hey, try <laughs> this. Um, uh, What did I have? I had some um, like body butter. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friends, I was like, try this. They was like, oh, that smells so good. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you selling it? I was like, 
not right now. I may mm-hmm. start selling it later on. And then my mom was like, oh, I can make this. And so I'm like, well, you can have all this cocoa butter and mango butter and stuff. You can have it. You can make it. Mm-hmm. So she did make some. But I don't know. I, I may think about it. Yeah. I wrote a book. Um like both of my books were already pretty much done before I even decided to ever write a book. Mm. So I just was like, you know what? This one pretty <laughs> much done. Let me just tweak this, format this. Like my last book, um, my journal for entrepreneurs, I mean, it was really just a template that I was already giving my um my clients. I mm-hmm. was just going more into debt. Mm-hmm. But it was already done. It took me a month to finish it. Mm-hmm. And then like two or three weeks, probably about two weeks to format it. And then it's done. So that's why I say it's always good. Like you may have things, you know, in your back pocket mm-hmm. where you just got to pull it out and just launch it. So okay. I'll think about it. Yeah. I, if 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 I, I need do, some vasos, I'm a, listen. Listen, I'm doing this for me. And y'all. and it, it was really because I love taking baths, and mm-hmm. so I had like this whole line. I had like this one body soap that was called like Mommy Time. Mm-hmm. It had like rose petals and oh yeah. See, it was those. so. Pr- I, we're gonna be in touch. Yeah. Right, now, now that you got me, I may do a soft lunch to see yeah. how it goes. You know what I do? Like those. Um, like those steams, like those yoni steams, mm-hmm. like I'll take, I'll open that and I'll like sprinkle that in my water mm. and it just makes you feel so calm. So yeah, you need to do your, okay. Your, Look, your I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I just put and... all my stuff in storage cause I just moved. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was packing it, I had all these cute little glass jars mm-hmm. with the little spoons in it. So I may go to storage, and I I'm, yeah. that may be my spring break. We're gonna project. have to do something with your your line and brow culture, and have like a little setup up there. Okay, I talk not, to all my clients. Now, now you got me like okay, Shay. Now yeah. you gotta do it. Now okay. you gotta do it for real. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna get in my bag, <laughs> and I'm gonna um, think about it because, yeah. like I said, I already have a logo, and I remember I was just like, I don't waste like five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, and li- and that's good because you actually put that money into it. Like y'all don't be getting these little cheap logos, because then when you want to put it on stuff, yeah, it don't look right. It's all pixelated. Like pay the money to get a good graphic artist. Yeah, shout out Dorian Harris. Yeah, He's the Dorian. best graphic artist in mm-hmm. CSRA, probably in the world. But if you need a <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you need a logo flyer business Mm -hmm. cards he is the guy um but no he actually is the one that did my logo and Mm -hmm. i had like a playlist when you get in the um tub i had a whole Mm -hmm. little playlist where you scan the qr code danny i'm i'm gonna get it back on it okay i'm gonna no pressure though no pressure but eventually i'm gonna figure out a way to add it (laughs) um i think dorian did one of my logos but that was um once again my branding wasn't right so he gave me the logo, <laughs> and that business is non is voided. <laughs> okay, well maybe you can start that one back up. No, no, no. What kind of business was it? Um, it was a PR business. So pretty much, yeah, it was a PR business. It just wasn't so the PR business versus branding. I guess it all kind of goes mm-hmm. in together. But it was called Honey PR. Mm. So yeah, that was. Well, I mean, you already do branded, so it's yeah. So it's pretty much the same thing, yeah. just different. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got you. So um I'm gonna add that to my to-do list mm-hmm. about trying to finally launch this um 
business watch. I'm gonna call Dory. I'm be like, you remember that logo you did? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Danny told me to <laughs> finally start that business. Danny said, <laughs> listen, Danny said, but yeah, no, I'm a, um, I'm gonna look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as your, you have the puberty parties. Mm-hmm. You have the brow bar. Now, is that something that's here locally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brow it's, culture. It's on Mary Street, twelve sixty six Mary Street, and so I do microblading. Um, I do brow waxing, and I can also do paramedical tattooing. So paramedical tattooing, like if you have a scar or something like that, we can cover it up with um, ink that's more flesh toned. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it's called paramedical tattooing? Mm -hmm. Paramedical tattooing. Um, Also, if you have what I really love about like if you have any like burn scars or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, there's a technique to release the scar. So, you know. When you see a burn victim, their skin is tight. Mm-hmm. Um, with the paramedical tattooing, um, you pretty much release it because it's like the skin is attached to the bone, which makes it give that tight that tight look. So there's a technique you use to slowly start helping it to release itself. So. Now, the, paracom- the paramedical tattooing, is it kind of like one session and we're done? Or is it kind of like... You would have to come back. Yeah, okay. so it was, it, everybody scars a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So maybe two or three times, maybe one time we'll do it. So it just depends on your skin. So what about like tattoo removal? Tattoo removal, I haven't got trained in that. Okay. But um, the guy who trained me, he has a really good um, process for tattoo removal. It pretty much just like peels off mm. like a sticker. It's really weird, but it's very effective versus getting the laser right i had a friend that got the laser and she had to like keep going back over Mm -hmm. and over and over i think she had to do maybe like six to nine sessions Mm -hmm. for it to finally be like off Mm -hmm. but it um it almost like it was like burning her skin off it it probably was especially with our skin those lasers are really not good for our skins so you have to you you probably would want to go with a different tattoo removal Mm -hmm. um procedure than the laser even though they say this is always important like if you're getting the laser it doesn't matter if you get hair removal or tattoo removal to always ask the doctor there mm-hmm. is this particular laser safe for black skin right you know melanated skin mm-hmm. um and some of them will be honest and say no i asked the doctor before and he was like yeah really no one in augusta has a really good laser for melanated skin because mm. i was thinking about getting a tattoo removed mm-hmm. and he was like nah you better just get it covered up yeah he was like because they're going to end up burning your skin more than you getting the results you think you're going to get so. yeah okay all right so how do people get in touch with you so if you want to get in touch with me, you can always reach me on Facebook at Danny Parks. You can go on my website, I am dannyparks.com, or you can reach me on IG at I am underscore Danny Parks. Okay. All right. Listen, I remember when I first reached out to you, I was like, I hope she responds. Mm-hmm. And you oh, did. yeah, I'm respond. <laughs> I was like, hey, I was like, okay, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you are... Um, you are good at what you do. I just want to, you. you know, give flowers where they do. You Thank know, you. a lot of times it. we always be like, oh, give people flowers while they're alive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you rock. 
Thank all you. everything that you're doing from being a mental health advocate and just being so transparent. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times one of my friends, we always talk and like when I go through things, I I try not to put it out, you know, mm-hmm. but she was like, transparency is why people love you. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but and I guess I really just be in my in my own head because mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to. I don't like people to see that I'm weak mm-hmm. or I don't like people to see that. You know, she don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was like, it's okay if people, you know, know you don't have it all together. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want certain people to know. Like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> it, you know, I don't mind sharing it with some people. Yeah. But I don't want some people to know that I don't have it all together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes people get off on you not having it all together. Right. And they do. I remember um, I was working at a homeless shelter and I was doing a Bible study and I had brought my stuff, but I forgot something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, getting frustrated because I'm like, man, you know, I like to be prepared for mm-hmm. these things. Looking. I was like, I was like, I just can't find it, y'all. And this one lady was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Miss Danny not prepared? What? I, I can't believe you're not prepared. See? And I was just like, I was like, okay, so do we fight now? <laughs> I wait to after the Bible study. Well, God forgive. No, right, He <laughs> but will. That moment, I was like, you know what? It's okay if mm-hmm. people see that I don't have it together because the show's still gonna go on. And then in your transparency, people, you t- you're teaching people how to bounce back from this. Right. So it just depends, you know, on your comfort level. Mm-hmm. So okay, maybe I'll start being more transparent, mm-hmm. um, and letting people in about certain things. Um, but I don't know, like I told my friend last night, we were talking, it's been so much going on on social media Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, people let you know what they want you to know Mm -hmm. because sometimes people think because you are easily accessible Mm -hmm. or they're your Facebook friend that they know everything about you. Right. And then they find out something like. Oh, you're better than that. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but what if I want to do this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, for example, if I step out of character because something mm-hmm. pissed me off, it's like I'm not allowed to step out of character because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be so much better. But what if I just don't want to be there today? Right. What if I want to <laughs> yeah. cuss the mother out today? You Somebody's going to catch it at some point. You know what? That's why like, you need a friend where you can just like be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that, I mean, if you were to look at some of the text messages me and my friends have, you'd be like, uh, is this the same? Is this the minister? Because she told me she was a minister. <laughs> I have it right here. It's on Facebook. But I wrote it down. Right. And it's just like, you just need somebody where you can just be with them. Um, so my friends, these are like friends from high school that mm-hmm. have known me through all of my transitions. Mm-hmm. And they know Danny, who was in the military, mm-hmm. how she used to act mm-hmm. and in high school. So it's good to still have to have those people around. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you do need to go off on somebody, you can tell them like, girl, boom. Right. Right. So I don't have to put on social media because I do Mm -hmm. try to. Social media is now like a platform where you can really connect with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. make a lot of different like changes and also um, monetize it, you know, like really get some money using Mm -hmm. social media. So it's kind of like you almost depending on your profession, of course, you Mm -hmm. can't really use it 
on a personal level anymore. Like there's right. certain things you can't post on social media, especially if you have like a brand connected to it. Mm-hmm. Like I posted a status the other day and I was like, you got to always protect your brand. Right. And that's your brand voice. It needs to be consistent. So if you're about all about empowering and inspiring people and then you have a post talking about, you know, Mm-hmm. You you cuss this person out. These are the words I used, and I didn't even know I could put those things together. <laughs> they like, is this the same lady who being bad? Yeah. yeah. And so like, you just wanted your your voice to be consistent, and then you just you know you keep those conversations with the people who one not going to go back mm-hmm. and tell your business, and that you feel comfortable with. So okay, I'm a I'm a um take that into consideration mm-hmm. and times when I want to be petty but I've, I've been doing a lot better mm-hmm. <laughs> right May? Mm-hmm. yeah I've been doing a lot better with controlling what I post if it is not you know related to my podcast mm-hmm. or if it's not something that can kind of like lead into a conversation mm-hmm. like today I made a status and I said I'm starting to believe that men don't know how to talk to women mm-hmm and I had a lot of people comment, and then I had people inbox me like, yeah, you right, let's do a podcast about that, or let's do an episode about that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it, and you need to have me on there. And I'm like, all right, I got like seven people that want to be on there. I can't bring mm-hmm. all seven people in the room. Right. <laughs> but I am going to make an executive decision, and I'm going to run to my mains, <laughs> to decide who I want to have on there um, about that topic because now I feel like now I got to do it because so many people want to talk about it. It would have to be somebody who's not going to be man-bashing. Like, they're going to have... I try to stay away from those people because (laughs) I've had some people reach out. You know, when you get a podcast, everybody's like, oh, have me on your show. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what you want to talk about? Whatever. And I'm Mm -hmm. like... Do you have a topic you would like to talk mm-hmm. about? And they be like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about how men this. And I be like, okay, now, nah, this isn't <laughs> a platform where we bash men. Mm-hmm. Because it's just certain words that I try not to use. Like, I'm not heavy on cussing on my mm-hmm. podcast. I'm not heavy on using the N-word and things like mm-hmm. that. And I know that some of those people are. So I try not to give, like, a restriction when you come here. But it's right. like... I have to be mindful of who I invite because some people get on him like, oh, yeah, Shay, because, you know, mother. And I'm like, like, my mama listens to this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So being I've been more appropriate Mm -hmm. when it comes to um, things that I've been posting on social media. So I'm really proud of myself. Go, Mm -hmm. girl. You better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. So uh, if you had to... um, Talk to, we were talking about this today at work. If you had to tell your 16-year-old self anything, what would you tell her? Um, I would tell her, hmm, the 16-year-old, just, uh, I guess, relax. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. That would be, because I was always so, I got to do this, I got to do that. Um just trying to do everything and be grown. Mm-hmm. So be grown as in um, working, um, trying to get a bank account, you know, just trying to like <laughs> set myself up for success at mm-hmm. a young age when it's like, why? Your yeah. parents aren't kinky you out. Mm-hmm. You're not being abused here. Mm-hmm. They're letting you. So just being like, you know, lean on the people who are going to be there for you. That That's really like, don't, Put anybody off to the side, especially if they want to be there for you. And mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I was like, you know, I'm in it. I'm in this world 
you know, by myself. I don't got nobody. Let me make sure if something were to happen, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, but my dad, I'm, I'm a daddy's girl. So my dad kind of started to, like, why are you, you can, you know, you can ask us for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. At 16. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I can't afford, I just won't get it. Mm-hmm. But. So it, it was kind of weird. So, you know, stop taking stuff so serious. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I kind of told myself the same thing. Um, me and some of my friends had that conversation earlier. And I was like, you know, if I could go back and have a conversation with my 16-year-old self, mm-hmm. I would be like, girl, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many things that I used to think was the end of the world. Right. <laughs> and I would just tell myself, since next year, this not even going to matter. Or really right. next month, mm-hmm. this is not even going to matter. And I think now as an adult, I don't sweat a lot of things because I'm like, two weeks from now, that might not even matter mm-hmm. compared to, you know, when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, he he, do, he don't want to talk to me today. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, it's kind of like, it's so, it's so much, it's so many more things that's important outside mm-hmm. of, small things you know what I mean health life strength you know Mm -hmm. so many things that people take for granted when um death is like all around us now I know especially with COVID happening it's like every other day Mm -hmm. you're hearing about something Mm -hmm. um the other day I know I was talking to my friends he was like you know it's almost like you got to check to see if people still living nowadays right you do you know it can't you can't even be like oh you know how's so-and-so it's like is so-and-so still alive Mm -hmm. you know when last time you talked to so-and-so right um but yeah no that's something that's good talks oh yeah yeah good talks good talks with Shay good yeah like I did that (laughs) And I want to say, like, for you, give you your flowers, because teachers have a very special place in my heart. Like, y'all have to be so strong, and it takes a certain type of person Mm. to deal with other people's kids Mm -hmm. every single day for about eight hours, and then come and be sane. (laughs) So, thank you for taking on that mantle. Teaching our kids, taking care of our kids, pouring into them. Listen, I I wouldn't do, if I had to do it all again, I would pick the same career. Mm -hmm. I would, I would pick the same career, even though later on in my career, I plan on like teaching teachers how to teach kids. But Oh yeah, that's good. I wouldn't choose anything else because every day is something new. Mm -hmm. Every day, even like this morning, I walked in, I was like, good morning, y'all. I had my hair like wrapped up. That's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you cute, and I'm like, all right, chill out. <laughs> like it's it's an it's an experience every mm-hmm. day, even when they're being bad. It's like, yeah. come on now, like a little boy. He was like, oh, Miss Gay, you think you cute? There, I'm like, all right now. I see them shoes. Let's not start. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's always something every day. So I look forward to. <laughs> Listen, I give it to my kids wrong. Right. Okay. <laughs> I give it to them real wrong, but um. Don't start now. Listen, I told him I was like, "All right, you don't count your little hat, and you, you know, okay." Right. And he was like, "All right, don't start, Miss." I'm like, "I'm on whatever you want." Right. But um, <laughs> listen, come come in my classroom for a day. Y'all gonna be in there like, you really be talking to these kids like, come and they on. love you. They love you. Listen, every day before they leave, they like. And we write on the board. They always write, we love you. We'll mm-hmm. see you tomorrow. They hug me. 
But yeah, no, I love yeah. I love what I do. I really kids do. know who care about them for real. Absolutely, like that genuine care. So. Absolutely, even when you have to get on their butt, mm-hmm. they know. Okay, she only yelling at me because she loved me, or she only getting on me because she wants me to be better. Mm-hmm. And I tell my kids that all the time. Listen, I am not getting on your case because I like to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to correct you because when you go to middle school or when you go to high school, you're not going to have nobody holding your hand saying like, tighten up, man. They're going to be like, ISS, right. send them home. We'll let you fail. <laughs> we ain't got time for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. But no, thank you for my flowers. I appreciate you. You are so welcome. All right. So before we wrap up, is there any gem that you would like to drop on my listeners or is it anything that you would like to leave them with? Let's see. Um, let's see. Like action comes from engagement and not just thoughts. So you can't just sit there and think about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You have to actually get out there and do it if you want people to engage with you. So that's that's all I got. Okay. Because some people will be like, oh, no one is pouring into my business. That's because you're not. You're just talking about your thoughts. You're just thinking it. So right. you have to actually put the action into it. Gotcha. So. All right. And we're going to leave y'all with that. This has been another episode of Good Talks with Shay Good. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I will catch you guys later. Peace.